Welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit with your host, myself, Anna-Louise Kenny. I'm here to bring to you the knowledge and skills to level up your business. We are speaking to industry experts across the industry to make sure that you're getting your knowledge in skincare, equipment, ingredients, and everything else you need to make sure you have the best of your business. Hello and welcome back to the Skin Philosophy Edit. So today we're here with Lizzie from Aesthetic Insure. Aesthetic Insure is an insurance company we send out to our students and we suggest for our students in Ireland. So they cover everything for like non-medical aesthetics to medical aesthetics as well. So hi Lizzie, how are you? Great, great to have you here because obviously there's a lot going on at the moment with regulations, insurance requirements, everything like that. So I wanted to have someone that knows about this to actually answer a few questions. So how did you get into this? So a little bit about yourself. Were you in this industry? Were you in insurance? Um, How did you get in? Yeah, so I've been in insurance since I was 17. So my entire working life. Um, and then about seven years ago, I began to work in the aesthetics industry specifically. So dealing with a medical malpractice for the aesthetics, um, started off in the UK, um, worked for Cosmetic yes. Insure, who actually did have quite a presence in Ireland. Um, and then off the back of that pre-Brexit, because we wanted to short, you know, ensure continu- continuity for our clients, that's how Aesthetic Insure was born. So we applied through the central bank and decided we wanted to be a local presence as opposed to, you know, just selling the book to a broker that was in Ireland um, and the customers worrying about who was going to handle their next renewal. So, yeah, so we did that. Um, I'm the manager here. I've um, historically been team leader on the UK side as well. So, um, between myself and the guys that we have here as well, we've got uh, over 45 years combined insurance experience and aesthetics experience. Okay, so, amazing. Yeah. And what do you find like the difference between the UK and the Irish market, you know, in the insurance in aesthetics? I think there's a little bit of a difference between the UK and the Irish side. The UK seems to be sort of pushing more for regulation. So you've got the likes of the JCCP, for example, um, fighting the cause over this side. Um, Ireland aren't too, it's not that they're behind, it's just you notice like a different pace in it. Um, Even so, it's still across both territories, it's an unregulated industry. Yeah, 100%. And I was speaking with Sir David of JCCP and he was saying the licensing is approved of now by the government. So it is going to go Mm. ahead. So what do you know about it so far? Obviously, you kind of have to have some idea of like what's going to happen or anything. Yeah, so we try and keep our fingers on the pulse. Um, we you know, want to make sure that we're able to advise our customers as and when they come to us. Um, it is exactly as you said, you know, it's been approved, but it, nothing's actually come through at the moment. So there's talk of a level seven. Um, at the moment, it's not a requirement. So as and when that law is passed and it becomes a requirement, that's when we will act accordingly. Um, and then we'll start looking at it in that respect. Um, but yeah, it is quite a difficult one to sort of advise on at the moment whilst it is yeah. still... It is. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the most important thing that we do need to take away from it, because 
you know, everyone wants to know who, what, how and where. But realistically, what you just need to make sure is you have qualifications for every treatment you're doing and you have proper insurance. And um, so if you were kind of going down the insurance route, so imagine I'm a student that's starting off and what would you suggest to look out for within insurance companies? What do they have to make sure they have? I would personally, I'd be on the lookout for someone who's a specialist. Um, so in that industry, you know, that comes with a raft of knowledge and experience. If in the event of a claim you needed help with anything, um, look out for things like reviews as well. Like talk to your peers, talk to your colleagues and friends and see who they're insured with. Word of mouth is amazing in this industry. Um, but also things like reviews, that's also going to be on the likes of Trustpilot, etc., um, but I would say as well to look out for policy coverage and price. So lower price doesn't always mean best. Um, nine times out of ten, it's quite the opposite. Um, but the policy coverage, you want to make sure that you've got an efficient, um, sufficient limit of indemnity. Some insurers will provide you with a really cheap quotation and the cover's not yeah. uh, so wide. I, so you want to I make can sure give, everything that you're... Yeah, because I can give an example of this. Um where it's not very clear on the coverage. So basically with the clinic, we had the insurance and it was a quick, cheaper quote at the time. And to be honest, it was the quickest quote because we we needed to get it done. And um, it, it, you have to do a lot of paperwork with insurance to make sure you're getting everything covered properly. So we got insured with this crowd and then we got broken into and they I think it was taken, there was laptops, there was TVs, you know, for the training and stuff like that. There was all um, computers that that were taken Mm -hmm. and a bit of cash from the till. There was nothing, there was like its coins. But I said to the insurance company, uh, you know, I I need to claim I've been broken into. And they said that technology wasn't covered in the policy for the salon contents. So months later, then I was going through emails and I found the policy and I saw the policy and I went through it and it said technology. So I contacted them back again and they were like, oh, no, no, that's not your policy. That's the generic policy. Your policy is different. And I was like, you could not be more dodgy if you tried. Like, how would I not have the policy that's for me? You know, so being very careful, watching out that this is your policy, this is what it covers. If you're doing clients with contraindications that you know exactly what the insurance doesn't cover because, you know, the qualification will say one thing, your your medical people that you're getting to write off for GP consent will say another thing, but really it comes down to also your insurance. Your insurance might, might still, even if they say it's fine, they might say, oh, it's not covered too. So you have to make sure your policy, you know, inside out and you know exactly what it covers. And that's what a reputable insurance company does. Yeah, exactly. And making sure they are, you know, a niche insurance provider as well means that they will also know what you need. Um, They'll have experience with clients, you know, excluding technology when that's something that you need on your policy. It's just something a specialist insurance wouldn't do. They would know that you need that. So they would make sure you have the right policy. And I was was actually with Cosmetic Insure after that. And um, this was a couple of, this was just before lockdown. And I I'm bringing machines to different training centers and I was carrying an IPL machine in in heels like an Egypt and I dropped the machine and 
I, at the time, I didn't have the Warrington machines listed on the policy. I actually forgot them. So we had we had said with multiple locations and that was all fine and we we're doing. But actually, the laser and IPL machines, I had actually forgot I had them. Um, so I hadn't li- listed them on the policy. But Cosmetic Insure still covered me for the equipment and for the covering the cost of getting it repaired or that or the value of it which was really good they really didn't have to so it's really important getting the good getting a good insurance company to really protect you in those times that are really stressful so what would you find if people are coming to get quotes would you find that you're getting a lot of quotes for aesthetics more with just medics or are you getting a lot of quotes for beauty so yeah in yeah in fairness most of our inquiries are um, for medical professionals inquiring about injectables um botulinum toxin dermal fillers threads that sort of thing um we also do go to the other side of it and we cover the hair restoration as well so like the fut fue um but there are a lot of therapists um that want the coverage for the laser the facials peels that sort of thing and we also cover that yeah. too um that is a good chunk of our yeah. business also. and do you find it's they're kind of doing everything or they're specializing just in skin treatments or just in laser hair removal i do find that if the clinics anything it's quite niche so there are yeah. laser clinics um, and they might add on maybe a little bit of radio frequency or something alongside that but if it's a laser clinic it's a laser clinic if it's a skin clinic we get a yeah. skin clinic um and then obviously as they grow though we've seen the businesses grow and then they you know they employ more staff and then they can introduce the difference yeah because i find that it was very much like that in the uk like the the individual one stream development focused on one thing whereas ireland was a bit more like kind of a more rounder still doing the full beauty quals still you know and then bringing in the laser and the skin treatments together and it's only starting to separate off now in the last year or 18 months and if you were a student starting off training do they need insurance themselves students don't need insurance um that should fall under the training academy's insurance so whilst you're working under the instruction and direction of the academy, their insurance will cover you. But once you're certified, signed off as competent, and you've got that certificate in your hand, just before you start treating anyone, make sure your indemnity is in place. That's when we'll come into play. Um, in some cases, you know, you might need to evidence your indemnity to a prospective employer. They might not let you start the job until they see that you've got indemnity in place. Or I know from a medic's perspective, in some circumstances, if they need to order stock uh, from a pharmacy, they have to evidence their insurance as well. So once you're certified, but before you do anything, that's when you get the insurance. Okay. Yeah, because we do, we we cover our students, but some students are not sure if they need to. The other thing is, is if they are deciding, you know, to do a course, what should they be looking out for as as a qualification with to make sure that they can get insurance at the end of this it's always useful to contact insurers um, and just see you know is this person on your accepted list or do you recognize this training um go on the website check if they're accredited um cpd accredited and again i could harp on about this forever but word of mouth is so important as well um have your peers trained with them is the training good um, and do they continue to provide you know that ongoing support for you as well but as long as it's um reputable CPD accredited, um, we're, we're happy to accept. And they give you a certificate as well. That's important to us too, if you want to be signed off. 
um, after your you know a CPD might be something that's online or you know that's not the level of say what they need to do something like laser and skin reduce um so of course yeah I should have said we don't accept online training it's all face-to-face yeah online, online training has actually become huge for over the lockdown period for just doing you know you could learn I saw you could learn like lashes and microblading online only, which is a bit ridiculous. It is. A theory, I understand, if you want to get the theory out of the way. And, I, you know, it, it did keep some businesses afloat that they were able to yeah. do the theory online, especially over COVID. And then as soon as, you know, restrictions were lifted, you could then go back and start doing everything yeah. hands on. And that that's fine. That's not a problem. A lot of people do some of that yeah. from home anyway, um, with the ability to ask questions, but never anything that involves no treatment should be yeah yeah because we do the theory online first as well which is is actually better for the students because they can sit in their own space and we listen and make notes and everything but at some stage they need to be in actually learning a practical yeah, you can't learn oh, exactly. I, but you don't even you can't even ensure that the student has learned because they're just you know they could just be sit sitting there not even watching it properly mm. so you don't you're not too sure with it um but yeah it's it's definitely changing a lot so in ireland have you found with um insurance companies that because i find with ireland there's not many insurance companies covering for medical aesthetics or non-medical aesthetics yeah the market is quite narrow um Again, it's it's definitely lacking in specialists. There are a few out there um, that will insure it as part of their overall um, sort of general insurance broker, commercial insurance broker anyway. They'll add it onto the side. Um, but yeah, as, as far as I'm aware, there aren't any other specialists yeah. in Ireland yeah. for the aesthetics industry. And if someone's looking, so they need to check their policy, is there anything else they need to check out for with insurance companies? Um, other than everything I've listed, um, so make sure they're specialists, you know, and, and check for industry qualifications as well, you know, check that the people you're speaking to are experts in insurance, yeah, okay. you know, they've been doing it for years, you know, they're committed to it and they know a policy word in inside out. So if you have a question and you want to double check that you're absolutely covered for something, you want someone to be able to respond to that correctly for yeah. you. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I would recommend. Well, <laughs> so sure, it's not very interesting. <laughs> well, it's, the thing is, it's, it's all very you know when we when you speak to people about insurance all very vague and it's just good to get some black and white clarity on what's required because every therapist doesn't want to end up in a stage where they might get sued and they want to know they're protected because that's the worst thing if you're not protected you have to pay out yourself you know and it's just like it's and it's it's not even it's just the stress of it like the stress of going through something like that so it it is people do but unless they're educated they don't know any different so how are they supposed to know what they don't know so it's it is good to get all that information so thank you for that (laughs) and thanks for coming on today and it was really nice to have you and i'm sure all the listeners will love the information I'm sorry if I've bored them, but they can always contact me if they need any more information. Yeah, yeah, so. sure. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lizzie.